Good morning. Hope you're doing well. As uh, Paul Natalie said, my name's Alid. I'm one of the members here at King's, part of the leadership team. And as you can see, this morning is going to be a little bit different because I have some good friends of mine here. I've got Claire, I've got Neil, I've got Sarah. Uh, we've, we've, over the last, this is actually the 12th week that we've been looking at either following Jesus, what it means to have a personal relationship with him and be obedient to following him, or looking at this whole area of living a life in the spirit, being obedient to him and walking in step with the spirit. And as this is kind of the last week, I just felt um, under the topic of what we're going to be looking today, which is kind of hearing the voice of God, instead of me just standing or sitting here for the next kind of 20, 25 minutes and just talking to you about what the Bible said, um, we could do a little bit of that within the context actually of a conversation where the four of us are going to be sharing and looking at, well, not only does what the Bible say about what God does when he speaks to us as his children, but actually about our personal experience. Because I think sometimes to hear these things, like even we had this morning, you know, a tongue, an interpretation, well, those things are great and we read about them in the Bible, but maybe you're here and you think, I just don't quite know what's going on in that person. I don't know what people mean when they say they get a picture. Like, how do people get a word of knowledge? So what I've done, I've invited some friends of mine to come up so we can share these things and so we can encourage and stir one another. Because over the last 12 weeks, we've been talking about and hearing about how God's is God who does want to be with us, but it's not just us corporately. Actually, he wants to have a personal relationship with you individually. And actually, when we're talking about God stirring gifts and talking to us corporately, he does want to do that corporately, but actually, primarily, God wants a personal relationship with you where he can speak to you. So I've only got one point. There's only one thing that I really want you to go away home with today, and that is this. You can hear the voice of of God. You can hear God's voice. Each and every one of us can hear God's voice. Now, I would actually go so far to say, I think anyone in the world can hear God's voice, because actually you are designed, you are created to be in relationship with him. It's just with sin and all the different things that get in the way, sometimes we're just blind and we're, we're kind of deaf from hearing God's voice. But it says in, in John's Gospel, let me just say, read this one passage. I haven't got any notes or anything, but let me just read this one thing. It says this. In John chapter 10, uh, verse 26, sorry, verse 27, it says this. And this is Jesus talking. He says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That is a promise. My sheep, they hear my voice. That's, that's God's promise to us, is that actually as we come in relationship with him, as we come in alignment with him and his promises, you get to, as a child of God, firsthand get to experience him talking to us in a variety of ways. And just let me just read this, uh, a quick quote, because I think sometimes I've, I've spoken to people, and, and I've even thought it in myself, where I think I'm not sure whether God can really talk to me in the way that he does that person, or use me in the way that he's used those people. And I just found this really helpful. It's by a guy called Tozer. He says this. He says, Why do some persons find God in a way that others do not? Why does God manifest his presence or speak to some and let multitudes of others struggle along in the half-light of imperfect Christian experience? But then he says, Of course, the will of God is the same for all. Now hear this. He has no favorites within his household. All he has ever done for any of his children, he will do for all of his children. The difference lies not with God's, but with us. 
And I think there's something, and he goes on to talk about our receptivity. Actually, are we attuned? Are we actively pursuing and thinking about what is it that God is wanting to say to me and through me, not only actually for the benefit of the local church, but also for all the communities and the people that are around us? So we're just going to open up. We have not planned this. We have not scripted this. We have not rehearsed or practiced this. We actually come from different venues even, so we don't always come across one another, although we do know each other. Uh, so what we're going to do is just start an open conversation about, well, how, and maybe this is the first question, how do we feel that God speaks to us most? That might be one thing that we're going to start. So maybe we'll start with you, Sarah, in terms of how, how does God actually speak to us most? Because there's different ways in which the you know, the Bible talks about us hearing from God. Maybe you can kick us off in that and then we'll just start an informal conversation and see where we go. Sure. Well, um, I'm a, a very pictorial person as opposed to an auditory person. And so I see pictures quite regularly. Um, sometimes when I'm actually asking him to speak to me about something, but sometimes in the middle of worship, I'll have an impression in my head. I might be able to see things almost like in a dream. And sometimes it's just a very vague impression. And with those pictures in your head, what, what, what does that, when you, is there sometimes where you think, is that me, is it God? How do you know if it's God speaking to you or whether it's just your imagination? If I'm just going about my everyday life and suddenly something springs into my head, then you can pretty much guarantee it's from God as opposed to a wandering thought. And if it's honouring to him and you get, I often get an impression of what it means as well and think, oh, it's just a thought that just jumps into my head then generally I take that as him. Yeah. Fantastic. Neil, what about you? Yeah, I was just thinking that uh, this morning we heard about freedom. We sang a song, uh, included freedom, and I think it's Galatians 5. One. Am I boomy? Sounds like it. Uh, Galatians uh, 5. one talks about being set for freedom. And I remember somebody in the men's group that meets on Friday at half past nine, that uh, somebody said that uh, in the Second World War, in particular, the prisoners were set free. They did not leave the camp through fear, through the fact that others might be looking at them. They were used to where they were. They didn't step out. They stayed in prison. So this is just a demonstration of my thinking, trusting in the Holy Spirit, and also reminding me of somebody else who had a picture and shared it in the men's group. Fantastic. Claire, maybe for you, kind of in terms of how God speaks to you most? It, often through the Bible. Um, so uh, I might be reading the Bible and then something will leap out at me. Uh, like the words sometimes feel like they're coming off the page and sometimes it can be just one word um, or a phrase sometimes it's the like the whole story um, but often sometimes I'll be praying for someone or you know maybe being the worship at, uh, in the Sunday morning or you know just walking down the street uh, and I'll remember a Bible verse <laughs> I don't often know where it is so I'll then go and google it uh, to find out where it is but I'll remember the words or uh, like this morning I was um, just remembering that everlasting to everlasting, it's in the psalm somewhere, and it's talking about God, it says everlasting to everlasting, and, and then that phrase will kind of stay with me, and I'll get to kind of chew on it, and God will kind of um, like unpack it, maybe over a period of time. And I guess what's really helpful about the word of God is that it kind of 
helps keep what we feel like might be pictures from God and things like that. It helps to kind of be a bit of a guide, a bit of a direction as to whether is this actually from God's or not. So sometimes I might think of something. It might be something that comes into my mind. I guess one of the first things I could do is say, does this line up with what I read about in Scripture? Because if it doesn't, then I know that it's not of God. And then it means I can kind of throw that out. Where do we feel in terms of kind of... um, words of knowledge and things like that so we've got kind of dreams and pictures when it comes to things like words of knowledge so what we mean by that is we feel like god has maybe given us a bit of information about a person or a situation for someone else anyone has any experience of those kind of things no i'm just going to say something that uh, uh, many of us have come across this situation somebody has said oh do you remember when you said so and so and you say i haven't got a clue what you're talking about but the point is that uh, you need to put your trust in the Holy Spirit. What you said to somebody impacted them. So that just tells me that I need to keep my mouth shut very often because as the men know, on Friday morning I shoot my mouth off. I need to be a little bit careful about that. But um, we do uh, demonstrate the power of God in us to all in general and don't know it very often. I find that uh, I'll often pray with my eyes open or look around the room with my eyes open. And as I'm looking on someone, um, God will, uh, like an impression will come to mind or as Sarah was saying, maybe a picture or it could be like a phrase from the Bible or just something will come. And sometimes, in all honesty, that's all I've got. Um, And I then almost have to then speak it out to get the rest. And that's quite a scary prospect and so sometimes you do kind of stand there thinking, oh, God, is this, is this me or is this you? Um, and like Alice said, you know, lining it up with the Bible, is this, is this scriptural is always a great place to start. Um, but then I think, you know, sometimes as I'll then share something, can I have a go? Um, I'm really sorry, I've forgotten your name. Um, but the lady sitting in the front row with the white dress, um, I think it's Deron's mum. Totally forgot your name, I'm really sorry. But I can just see... Uh, just as I was looking around the room just now, I saw, it was like I saw God on you. Now that's all I had. <laughs> so this is a bit of a leap of faith. And then as I was saying that, literally just now, I could see a bucket uh, being poured out on you. But it wasn't water that it was coming down. Uh, it's like glitter. And almost as I'm saying it, so God's revealing the next thing to say. Um, and I'm reminded of a song uh, we used to sing in Ghana about just showers of blessing. And so I just want to pray, God, would you pour out your showers of blessing? Uh, I pray every area of life, in her relationship with you, in giving, in generosity, in time, where it feels like there is pressure, would you pour out uh, showers of blessing? Amen. 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 Sarah, just coming back to that point of kind of words of knowledge for healing, because it's something you've been really pushing into, isn't it, over the last couple of years. Could you maybe share, share one or two stories? testimonies, stories of times where you felt that God has given you a specific word for a word of healing, and maybe talk about that. Okay, so my first ever encounter, I'd been uh, reading in Matthew about where God had told us to go and preach the good news and heal the sick, and I was just like, I'm not doing either of them, better start. So I haven't done much of the preaching yet, but hey, one thing at a time. So (laughs) I started reading about, um, about what other people were doing you know what what's the theology on it you know I'm a bit of a thinker I want to be able to understand and sort of apply stuff to it and anyway so I was stepping out in a prayer meeting we had it was a six o'clock prayer meeting upstairs in the maple room 
and I was asking God to uh, give me words of knowledge. And I'd heard about God speaking to you through highlighting a different part of your body, like maybe making it ache or tingle or itch. You suddenly, you were aware of a part of your body that you weren't of before. And I was standing in a little group of four people, fairly close to each other. It was before social distancing. And um, I suddenly felt my right elbow. It was like someone was tickling it. It literally felt like someone was going like this on my elbow. And I was like, oh, open my eyes. And I was like, there's nobody there. That's really weird. I'm not touching anyone's clothing or anything nearby. And so um, after a few minutes, I was like, okay, maybe that's God's given me a word. Okay, well, that was really obvious. Okay, that, that got my attention. That was easy. Thank you. Um, so I shared it in our little group of four and said, has anyone got a problem with their right elbow? And everyone was like, no. But the chap standing next to me said, but I've got a really bad problem with my left elbow. And he was standing right next to me. So his elbow was like, you know, a foot or so from mine. And I was like, whoa, this is ooh, really ooh, weird. Okay, let's pray for your elbow. So I laid hands on his elbow and um, he felt tingling all down his arm, all down his hand. Even when I'd taken my hand away, he could still feel my hand on his elbow. And, and he was, within moments, he had no pain at all. And I kept asking him every Sunday, how was your elbow? And he's like, it's fine, it's healed, Sarah, it's fine, it's okay. <laughs> and that was where it started. So I just carried on going, wow, this is amazing, it actually works. Let's keep doing it, yeah. Fantastic, no, amazing. And I hear lots of stories of things like that. What's, what's interesting, often what it starts with is a little niggle, a little nudge, a little feeling, something. And it always starts with a question, is this God or is it not? What do we do when we get that question in our mind? What's the best thing I think we can do is just step out in obedience and give it a go. I think the reality is sometimes I think about something and I think, is it God or is it not? And sometimes I just don't know. But if it's in line with scripture, if it's encouraging, I think, well, the worst that I could do is just encourage someone. <laughs> and that's the worst I could do. And I think that actually there's something of the currency of the kingdom where God is looking for obedience not it's, it's God's responsibility to heal people it's God's responsibility to save people I can't do that but what I have got a responsibility to do is to be obedient to those promptings and those those calls anyone got any thoughts or ideas so if there are people that are listening thinking I just don't know how to hear God or I'm not sure if I do what are some of the things that we could do to help facilitate that what what do we need to do to help ourselves get to a place where we can hear God better because I'm guessing that if God made us to be able to hear him and then sin and blockages and all these different things have got in the way, how as Christians do we pursue God to the point where actually we could be receptive to his voice and hear him more clearly? Anyone got any thoughts? I've got a thought. Um, mine started actually, some of you have been here a few years will remember when I spoke from the front and I spoke about being afraid of people in the church. And for me, that had been massive and God had been taking me on a journey of... Um, fighting fear and getting rid of it and for me that had been a massive massive barrier to being myself um, and expressing myself even to feel free worshiping in front of people I just felt too self-conscious particularly those who've known me 30 40 years been around a long time some of us um, and so to me God had been talking to me for that for several years since uh, the Julian Adams Father Heart Conference um, I was prayed for about that about feeling free and, and he got me to the point where I was going, this is one of the things, you've got to deal with it, you've got to deal with it, you've got to step out. And that took, I've never been so terrified in my life. I'm shaking even thinking about it because I was shaking so hard at the time. But having done it, it was like leaving a ball and chain on the, on the stage and walked away. And, and it can be a nerve-wracking thing to say to someone, yeah. I'm just wondering, have you got 
a pain in your ear? And yeah. they say, no. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but at one level, that's sometimes what it takes in terms of you being obedient and stepping out. Sometimes yeah. you think, this might be a bit embarrassing. It might be a bit awkward. But actually, it might be God, and it might be the very breakthrough that that person's been really praying for and looking for. Go on, Neil. Yeah, I'm a bit old. I'm a bit old with these kids around me. This one I knew as a kid. This one I knew as a kid. Just to give you a bit of background, I was with Sarah, and we were on the streets, and a couple of things. The first one comes to mind is that... Uh, uh, Don Smith said to me, oh, would you like to give your testimony? I said, no way. <laughs> I just freaked. And uh, I was with Sarah. Sarah was one of these little girls, little Christian girls with big glasses whose butter wouldn't melt in their mouth. She was after these big, freaky, greasy bikers and uh, we were talking to somebody it wasn't one of the bikers it was somebody from another church and uh, they demonstrated another spirit i don't know if you remember uh, he ended up almost hissing but my trust even i didn't know at the time was in the holy spirit and also i was bouncing off or feeding off sarah who was sort of uh, walking blindly, as you were. I was waiting for her to help me uh, because this person had had a situation where they were the music leader or a music leader in a church and had de been deposed and he got quite upset. And I didn't know what to do. I don't know if, if we prayed or not. That's just, just one thing. And the other thing is, as I said, I am a bit mouthy. I will, because of my character, is able to deal with uh, a kickback or knockback. I have been with the church a number of years. I have spoken out and done things on occasions. Nobody has ever uh, brought me up short and said, oh, okay, Neil, you are totally out of line there. So what I'm saying is, there is no fear in being free. Fantastic, go. I, uh, like you were saying, Aled, you, you do worry about feeling foolish and a little bit embarrassed and getting it wrong. Um, but I'll often ask myself, you know, would I be blessed if someone said this to me? Would it encourage me if someone came up and said, I don't know, whatever, or wanted to pray for me? And, and I think that often helps me. Um, sometimes I... Especially, like, there was a time recently I was in school and I wasn't sure if I should say something to a colleague. Um, and I couldn't quite decide, so I just sat on it and I came home and I talked to Sam about it um, and then went in and spoke about it the next day. Um, so sometimes I will check it out with somebody um, just to... And sometimes in saying it, almost by saying it, you think, no, 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 I do need to say this or, well, maybe not. Um, but, yeah, that's been helpful. Yeah. No, really helpful, thank you. So I think in terms of... Um, I think the only things that I'd add to there is I think there's a receptivity, there's a awareness of him. Um, I was going to say that asking. So I will, if, if I haven't, if I felt like I haven't heard God in a little while, I haven't had a word for somebody or haven't had something to share in a meeting, I will ask, uh, especially on 
uh, on my journeys, whether I'm walking to school or in the car going somewhere, and it will be often a very short prayer. God, I'm here. I'm willing to be used by you. Please use me. Um, yeah, no, fantastic. So that sense of kind of, am I aware of what he might want to say to me? But also, do you go with an expectation of, actually, when you're in your workplace or on your bus, the odds of blessing changes when you're on that bus because God can speak through you into the situations. So actually, when you're walking around in daily life, not just here when you come corporately, although it does say in the Bible, when we come, actually, each of us should come with an expectation that God will use us to speak and to kind of declare his glories for the benefit of the local church. That's what God gives us these gifts for. But actually, when you're out and about on your Monday to Saturday, actually, God is able to equip and to use you and use these spiritual gifts and to speak through you for those people. So just lastly then, because I'm aware kind of time-wise, just kind of to outline maybe some of the ways in which God speaks to us. And maybe as I do that, what I'd love us to do, whether you're at home or whether you're here, is to just think, God, I would love for you to, to speak to me in, in increasing measure. And actually, I pray, would you help me? Would you help me to soften my heart and to be more attentive to his voice? I don't think the question is whether God speaks to us, I think the question is, are we attentive to what he's saying? So I think that's what we need to be more aware of in our daily lives, is actually, am I even thinking about what God might be saying, or am I just distracted with daily life that I'm not really thinking about that at all? Because what I want to tell you is that God can speak and you can hear his voice. And that's for, true for each and every one of us. If you're a Christian, you have God's spirit inside of you. Over these last 11, 12 weeks, we've been talking about being obedient to Jesus, following him. We've been talking about living a life in step with the spirit. This is what we're talking about. This is what it actually means. This is when the rubber hits the road. It's not just I, I say yes and I say no to those things. That's true, but it also means that more than just saying no to an old life, it's walking into the fullness of a new life which is walking in partnership with him and allowing him to use you and speak through you. So just to highlight some things, so dreams we haven't spoken about. I think sometimes God loves to speak through dreams. I've just been reading through the first part of Matthew's gospel and just to see, I think there's five or six dreams just in the first two chapters where God uses dreams to speak to people specifically. We've talked about words of knowledge. We've talked about things like tongues, which uh, I think Becky did one this morning, didn't she? And it's interpretation of tongues. It's a sense of this is something which is in my heart, which is a desire, an outpouring of my praise to God. And then someone comes along with an interpretation, a sense of a uh, kind of, not a translation, not a direct translation, but a sense of an interpretation of what is on the heart of that person. Any other things that people can think of in terms of how God speaks to us? Through the word. I think that, yeah, through the, through the Bible and also through the preaching because it's God's word for us as a church today, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes that, like, your little takeaway bite is, is from God. Yes, absolutely. If you were created, creation is in you. We are all gifted, some of us. And you just take the word artist. What does it mean? It means painter, uh, somebody that draws with pencil. It means the musician. It means the songwriter. It means the poet. We are all creative. Creation is in us. We can create in, in Christ and for Christ. It, it's a work in yeah. you. 
And actually, I've got two paintings that Neil has done, and they're on my desk, aren't they, which are prophetic paintings about God and what he's going to be doing in the season ahead, so that's great. Why don't we just, wherever we are, let's just make, in fact, let's stand up if we can. Let's stand up. And what we're going to do, we're just going to respond just for a few minutes. I hope that's being helpful and encouraging. This isn't me just saying, oh, this is what the Bible says. This is kind of just some people saying, no, God does speak today, and he can use me. And the reality is that he can use each and every one of us. So just where we are, maybe just close your eyes. If you want, you can just lift up your hands or just do whatever you want to just be able to be receptive to him. And then a couple of these guys are just going to pray over us that we would in the season ahead just be more receptive to what God wants to say and do through us. Mm. The same way that a child knows their father's voice. Lord, I ask that you would train us to know your voice, that we would uh, hear you. Lord, would you tune our ears that we hear your whisper? Uh, Lord Jesus, I pray that whether we're looking out, out our windows or we're reading in the Bible or we're listening to a song or we're just having a chat with someone, Holy Spirit, let our hearts be open, that we hear your, your words, that we feel the tugs. Uh, Lord, I do pray too that you would fill us with boldness, that we won't worry about being a bit of a fool or getting it wrong or being embarrassed. Lord God, I pray that we would be really obedient. And when we've heard you, we would take action. It's not just the hearing, is it? It's the doing. And Lord, we want to be those that do, whether that's sharing it over somebody or just telling someone about it or changing our lives or whatever it is, Lord, we want to be obedient. We teach our boys to do things straight away with a smile. Lord, I pray that as a church, we would do that with you. Lord, when you've spoken to us straight away with a smile, we would, we would respond to you. Lord, we want to see your glory at work. We want to see our, our people, our family built up and encouraged. Uh, Lord Jesus, would you come and help us? Amen. Amen. Yeah, Lord, I just ask, Lord, that we will see the prison gates open and take that step forward. You're calling us out. You have made a way. You died on the cross that the that freedom would be for each and every one of us. Lord God, we just pray, Father, that we will take those steps out of those prison gates, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to pray for a releasing, Holy Spirit, of your gifts among your church. <laughs> just pray for dreams. Pray for visions. Father, I just... Uh, pray, Lord God, for words of knowledge, not just here within these walls, but I pray as people, as the church goes out and mobilised, would you give us words of knowledge, would you give us prophetic insight, Lord, I pray would you give us the keys to unlock blessing in all the areas and the places that we find ourselves for your glory, I pray in Jesus' name.